Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony, and join with me today are the other three werewolves in my pack. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the Alec. Uh, what's going on? My name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashborn, and I would have to say... Um, my favorite werewolves, uh, some of them are probably uh, from the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, super underrated show, by the way. If you've never seen it, go check it out. They're funny as fuck. One of the best shows anywhere. Yeah. Is it really? I've never even Dude, heard of it. Dude, it's so funny. Dude. It's so funny. It's on Hulu. Yeah, you got to check it out. Shadow? What? What We Do in the Shadows. It's kind of like a um, office version spinoff of like vampires like living <laughs> in their house. Yeah. Oh, it, really? There was yeah. a movie yeah. by oh. like, what, what's that the guy? Movie filmed by great. like a documentary team. It's hella funny. Mm. I think I'm next. My name is Dan. I play Minus Pebblewalker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger, and I am the Big B Wolf of this podcast. Are you from fucking Fables. kidding me? That's literally my <laughs> thing. That's literally my thing. I literally was like, there's no way. Oh. Who's, no. who's Big B Wolf? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> you know what? You can take it. I'll be the uh, Eddie Munster of this podcast. Oh, that's a good one, too. I don't know who these, I don't know who these wolves are. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, it means yeah. fine. It's, it's fine. okay. It's fine. Who are these people? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in. Yeah. Armos checking in. Uh, yeah, Big B, definitely. He's awesome. So to fill Tony in, the, the Wolf Among Us was a uh, Telltale game. Uh, and you play as the big bad wolf. In, right. Uh, and he's like a detective, and you're trying to figure out these, uh, these killings that are happening. And it's mm -hmm. awesome. I really like that game. Super fun. I hear that was a banger. I never played it, but I heard it was. It looked like a banger. I loved. So I'm big into like Nancy Drew games. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I really liked. The, I was into the Tall Tale games at that when they first released, and then I l love the premise of like a you know, uh, gritty Disney you know like princesses and stuff like that. Ah, oh, it was perfect. That sounds pretty dope. Tony, what's your what's your favorite werewolf? I'm gonna go with Michael J. Fox, Teen Wolf, because there's nothing yeah, I like yeah, more buddy. than just just beast out, get hairy, and make wicked cool jump shots. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Woo! I just do my D4. Mm. <laughs> All right, you know the deal. Before we roll for the recap, we're gonna go ahead and do the rundown. And today's rundown is brought to you by Jared. It is Jared. <laughs> is it me? Yeah. Yes. How awesome. did you not know, Jared? Hey, yay. <laughs> uh, so for those who don't know, we have a website. Uh, definitely go and check it out. It's wonderful. So, by the way, shout out to everyone that's been ordering. We've gotten three new orders in the past week, and we are just like, I was overjoyed. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but that's D. What is it again? I can't remember it right now. Horrorpod.com. I have a bookmark and I was trying to get to my bookmark to make sure I didn't mess well, up. Well, I was looking at bookmarks. When in doubt, just look below the podcast episode. That's right. There you go. It's right there. Click the links. Go check it out. All of our uh, social medias are on there. Plus, there's merch if you want to order it. And yeah, the shout out to everyone who's uh, been mm -hmm. ordering stuff. Let us know Appreciate if you want us to start a blog, you know? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll start on blogging it. about D&D stuff. Yeah, working <laughs> on it. Dear blog. Awesome, but Dan was mean <laughs> again. 
You said some cruel <laughs> things today. <laughs> like, you really shouldn't eat that seventh meatball. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll the recap. Roll so judgy, the recap. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. So we're going to roll for the recap where I roll a giant um, half-eaten foam D4 that my rabbit ate where I am number one. Two is... I Alex <laughs> cannot believe. Two is Alex. Three is three is Dan. Four is yep. Jared. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you conniving bastard, Jared. I can hear it in your voice. Why don't you tell us who is who? <laughs> oh, short-term memory, not your strong suit. <laughs> Long-term memory. <laughs> What's that? Okay, uh, we're gonna go ahead and roll it. Uh, I have a whole room now, so there's no reason why it should ever get fucked up. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and roll you. Mm. Oh, uh, it's not Is me. That, that's Tony who was complaining. Uh, <laughs> right on the vent. Oh <laughs> my god! Incredible. Son of a bitch! I don't have this ready. I don't have. I don't have it you ready. did a great job before we started. I just want to say. Oh, so. get recap. That's the unofficial recap. Okay. Oh man, if only you had a really cool note taker that you wanted to give an inspiration die to. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, you guys like, hold can... them hostage for inspiration die. I love it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Copy image. <laughs> Enhance. Dude, these names. <laughs> So I don't yes, know I give. Shit. <laughs> I never give straightforward names, but the way you you guys spell them and how I spell them, it's totally two different words. Oh yes, Marcoon Kun Mamakbak. You know those are that's his names. <laughs> in our last session, after picking up a letter from Trace Buge and Dilmore, the Bloodshard Bandit sauntered over to the city of Aramor. On the way to look for Tomli Yinstead, the group stumbled upon a few red guards led by none other than Adelram Beckford. Sneaking behind them past an annoying gnome and into the Wildside Tavern, almost tried to polymorph Beckford. It did not work. Both groups agreed to brawl in the Iron Scrap later that night. After an epic training montage with Minus and Drell and a clever curse by Armos and one big ding of a bell, everyone in the tavern turned into a werebeast, including Drell of the Jazzborn. Drell, play that intro and let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Fellas, boyos, welcome to session 69. Eyebrows, eyebrows. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. We made it, we made it. Fellas, boyos, you are in the Wildside Tavern. Just a few moments ago, when you signed up for the Iron Scrap and had a wicked training montage, a little ding of a bell was rung beyond the bar. A knell echoed through the tavern, transforming everybody into their lycanthrope forms. You see bear tigers, bears, oh my, every animal that you can possibly conceive of. Dogs, cats, bats are all prowling around and going buck wild, partying and howling into the night in this tavern as 
benches are knocked over, tables are flipped, tankards are spilling and slamming around. The, the sound of brass echoes within the walls of the Wildside Tavern. Tables flipped and benches snapped. The weight of beasts make the wooden floors crack. Three stories of parties and ruckus look down onto a cleared floor in the center of a tavern with nothing around but a big old rug in the middle with all of its beast patrons standing around forming a ring. And then you hear a boom, giant padded thud of a footstep, a large bluish white fur werewolf with a silver tuft mane steps into the center of the room, raising his massive wolf paw into a shape of a fist to the size of a dwarf's head. And the crowd goes quiet. After a moment, you hear someone overlooking somebody from the third floor from the balcony going, we love you, Wolfgang, woo, and goes quiet again. And then the werewolf speaks. Every beast from miles around come here to party and fight in this tavern. The iron scrap is infamously known to be a great time. But as tradition, we must be clear on the rules, lest you get the jar. And the crowd bursts out laughing. And then he raises his hands, uses his paws to settle down the crowd again. So, shh. Giant wolf finger in front of his lips. Shh. Rule number one. All personal problems and qualms stay outside by the front door. There will be no revenge redemption or resolution within these walls. I lean over to Armo, shit, that's yeah. what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Squeak. Squeak. Don't, don't say anything. Oh, and then I scream as I see Drell now. It's changed into a mouse. Ah, where's Drell? <laughs> oh my god, Armo. Standing on a pile of Drell's clothes is Drell of the Jazzborn. This, um... Dirty white mouse with uh, Drell's tattoos uh, painted all over his fur with holding a tiny saxophone. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Armos, our starter, I think, just got a little smaller. <laughs> I'm the bench player. I'm just here for fun. <laughs> As the crowd settles down from laughing to themselves about that rule, Wolfgang speaks up and goes, Rule number two. You win by knockout or ring out, no exceptions. And rule number three, and everyone chimes in, no magic in the ring. And everyone is just mimicking what he says and they're getting amped up, pounding their chest. No magic in the ring. And I have my hand over my heart. <laughs> I, say, I, I say in the ring and I take a step, <laughs> one step out of the ring. <laughs> I'm good. I'm bad. I'm good. I'm bad. Okay. Uh, I'm not touching it. I'm no. not <laughs> now, what do you say we have old Iron Paws kick us off? And then Wolfgang steps aside when he goes to introduce this name. And as he steps aside, some people around the bar area also step to the side as they're trying to make a path to the bar. And above the bar is the old mounted wolf head that everyone was paying respects to. And that wolf head is revealed. 
and the mounted wolf head's eyes open up into a blood red iris as its eyes begin to look around and then focus on the settling of the room. As the wolf head lets out a loud howl, <laughs> as the wolf head, as the mounted wolf head begins to drool profusely, you lads are lucky that I can't step into the ring with you tonight. So make it worth watching. Let the iron scrap begin, and the place goes absolutely nuts as people begin to bang on the table, shake the balcony railings, tankers go flying, bottles are smashed by the sheer vibration of the noise. Windows almost seem to crack. What are the three of you doing? Well, I, I immediately pull Armos and pick up Drell <laughs> and his clothes, and we find a bench on the side as the fights are getting ready. I'm like, Armos, Armos, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> Drell is uh, using a small um, file to shave down his teeth into spikes. <laughs> <laughs> I cast I do cast speak with animals at first level real quick so I can speak with Drell. <laughs> Wait, does he he doesn't know English and whatever or he can't speak English with in or common, I should say. What is English? That is such a 21st century yeah, thing. Yeah, you, Armos, you can't understand. You two weren't able to understand uh, Drell because he just squeaks. Well, I can now. Now yeah, he I can, can because you have cast with. Yeah, you have to speak with animals. So, Drell, what happened? How are you feeling? Uh, <laughs> I think I'm fucked. Let's be real. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> Maybe you can like trip him up and uh, hit him outside the ring, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reginald chimes in. You know, this place is awesome. Looks at Joe. Oh, look at this nerd! And he steps on him. <laughs> <laughs> I bite him. <laughs> Here, take uh, take some aid as well. <laughs> I give uh, so uh, aid. My spell bolsters uh, your allies with toughness and resolve. Choose up to three creatures within range. Each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration, but I'm casting it at third level, so it's increased by 10. So, Drell, you get 10 more hit points, and that's included in your maximum. Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, so this place is going absolutely wild. You do see various forms of werebeasts here, and you do see that um, when the place got settled to listen to Wolfgang uh, open the iron scrap, you, that when you go to look back at Edelgrim, he had disappeared into the crowd. As you go to look around, you do see the top of his head through the crowd of beasts, but this place is, since that everybody is now separated or has dispersed from the middle, everywhere around this ring, which is just a giant rug in the center of the room, is shoulder to shoulder. Because you have all various sizes of people. There's werebears, uh, like some of these bears are like almost hitting the ceiling if they were under it. And like, there's like tiny creatures also walking around. You do also see some succubuses in the corner where Tumbly was. And where Tumbly was, you do see a, uh, a were raven. So it's a were raven and two succubuses where Tumbly instead was. I do have a couple questions and things I want to do before we get started. Uh, my questions are the fireplace is just for me, I guess. Uh, the fireplace in the middle, that's part of the ring? That is part of the ring, yes. Wow, okay. Yeah. Noted. So yes, let me let me, let me me just talk about this ring real quick. The ring is this giant um, rug that's on a tavern. It's about 30 feet in diameter. It's not very big. It's big enough for a boxing match. 
but standard combat would be very small area. There is a fireplace, like a column in kind of off to the side in the center of it. Looks like it wasn't planned to be placed there, but it is a obstacle in the ring. And that's the only obstacle here. When you look mm. around, you look <laughs> like Menace, you take note of the fireplace that's there. It's like, that's kind of in a way. And then like you look around and there are some were beasts that have like burned scars on them. Oh. Oh. <laughs> they have burn marks on them. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Menace. Uh, he's uh -huh. like, o open my bag. You know, this is the first time I've ever letting you do this. And, uh, okay. <laughs> look, look for look for a brew that's green. I've been working on them for a little bit. Uh, okay. What's this pink one? Not no, no not that one. Don't drink that one. Oh, don't drink oh, that oh, one. That one's still in progress. Oh, here it is, green. And I okay. pull up a green potion. Okay. Um, can you find a second one? Can I say there's two? <laughs> I've only been working on one, but I feel like. Um, you, you have been in the cart long enough that I would say that like you were able to make two in your downtime. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Go ahead. I need you to pour one in my mouth for me, and I need you to drink the other one. <laughs> okay. You're not gonna tell me what this does. We're nope, just gonna okay. Not till, Clink. Not till, <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. I, I do yours first. I just kind of like hold it up, but kind of let you do it yourself. You know. <laughs> Okay, so this then, is going to make mine a lot better because now I have to roll. Oh, fuck. I have to roll a constitution saving throw of 15. Um, oh. A DC 15 con saving throw. So or become, real, real quick, because I know what you're doing, but nobody else knows what you're doing. So why don't you go ahead and explain what, what, what's so going on? So I've been working with my alchemist brewing kit recently, and I have been crafting a fortitude brew, which um, it's resistant to all physical non-magical attacks for one hour. So what? it's um, <laughs> it'll be it'll be four <laughs> minutes and myself. But the only issue is you have to pass the DC 15 saving throw or you become drunk, which is a level of exhaustion. Mm. Oh, so I don't I don't know if I need this. Uh, it's by all the way, no, 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 it's not. It's not just bludgeoning. It's all physical attacks. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, I'm already resistant to that because of my rock. A little stone. <laughs> I think back to the stone that uh, I I got uh, the boulder stone. Oh, okay. Well, perfect then. All right. Well then. Um. All right then. Save that one. Don't don't drink it then. Just give pour the one in my mouth. And I was about to feed it to Reginald. Oh oh yeah. Like work it back. And, man. <laughs> Reginald. Sorry, Reginald. Pink is like the almost the color of blood, but like a little fruity at the taste. <laughs> fruity. I put it back in the bag. Uh, I also have one more question about the battle. Is it assumed that maybe I can ask someone about this? But it, I'll, I guess I'll just ask someone next to me. I like I look at the werewolf next to me, and I'm like, kind of, I like tap him. Hey, big guy. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Minis. I'm new here. <clears throat> this is my. Wear form. <laughs> I look up at him. I'm like, so hey, you know, like, what what are the exact rules on magic? Because I have things I can do that aren't technically like spells. Like, how does that work? You look at this werewolf, and he's like drooling, and you convince that he's he just ate like it took a big bite out of this big haunch of meat, and he's looking at you, and he's drooling, his little blood and turkey flesh hanging from the side of his lip, and he looks at you, his eyes roll away, and he goes. <sighs> 
puts on some glasses and goes, Oh, yes, well, the Iron Scrap is, although a savage event, it is quite true to its nature. So, uh, say if, um, uh, your form could do something within its nature, then of course you could. Like, say, like a boar would be really good at charging, or a bat could fly. Yes, um, these are all things within its nature, as long as it's not magic. Cool. So, like, if I do this, and I turn invisible for a second, for six seconds, and then turn uninvisible, is that, like, against the rules? Interesting. So, I I, I don't know. How do you do that? Uh, I don't know. It just kind of came to me now. Uh, I'm a ranger, uh, so it, uh... Mm. Something I can do now. So here's the thing. They kind of have a, a, a knack to tell when someone uses magic and something is just gotcha. nature. So uh, you're saying better be safe than sad. Love it. I think that's uh, yes. the saying. Yes. Better be safe than sad. Okay, sounds More good. espresso, well, less depresso. Yes, of course. I, I appreciate that. What, what's your name? Oh, yes, Balazar. My name is Balazar. Ah, Balazar. Yes. Nice to meet you, Balazar. Nice to meet uh, you, Minus Pebble Walker. I wish you... Are you fighting today? Oh, no, I am just observing, but I will be betting. Well, enjoy the battle. Bet on this guy. I'll do my top coin, sir. And he shakes your hand. Uh, he has like a massive claw <laughs> compared to you. He goes, you have a good tidings in your fight. And then he turns around, takes off his glasses, and goes... And feasts on like uh, this giant pig in front of him. Yeah, I go back to the crew and I'm sweating. I'm like, all right, guys, give me a second. I just need to pull every trick out of the book because I, I can't do too much when I'm in there. And I uh, cast, uh, what's it called? Bless. I cast Bless for me and Drell. And I guess Armos just to be safe. So uh, Armos, Drell, and me now have a D4 that we can add to attack rolls and saving throws. Perfect. Ooh. Okay. Once or all? Uh, for uh one minute. I'll, can we just say I like cast that before our first battle, essentially? Yeah. So right now, what's going on is people are still signing up and like they're getting ready. Right. Perfect. And you see people. What else you also see? You see that people are taking off their armor, like they, whatever's not ripped away from the transformation, yeah. they're making sure they don't have shirts on. Yeah, my armor's in my room already. Uh, Trell asked me to put his in the car. <laughs> And the last thing I'll do is drink that potion that Kemi Joe gave me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what that luck, what that potion is, is a potion of luck. That is a potion of luck. So you get, oh, okay. so you gain the lucky feat for, uh, for an hour. So you get the three points. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. You get the lucky feat for right. an hour. Yeah. So I got, I got luck points. I use my Deft Explorer tireless trait and I get a D8 plus two. <laughs> of temporary hit points. I'm doing everything I can right now. You're like the Witcher um, before you fight a monster, I, just drinking the potions. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to uh, give uh, Minus and Armos. Number one, I, I tell Minus, uh, can you let Armos know if anything, this is a great time for a speech? And then um, I also, as I say that, I'm giving him and Minus um, a bardic inspiration. So it's oh, a uh, cool. 1d10. Of what? Mm. 1d10 anytime we want? Yeah, you just add it. It can be on an ability check, an attack roll, or or a saving throw. One time. Okay. One time, yeah. The sounds of small jazz inspire you. So just to remind our adventurers listening in, um, Drell has transformed into Drell of the Jazzborn. He is a tiny mouse. He is a bard class when he is in this form. So he, right now he's a level 11 bard. Not mm -hmm. a fighter for a boxing match. 
That's all I can do. <laughs> so, if I do a speech, it gives them 15 temporary hit points. Oh, that's correct. better than my trait. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna give this speech, and it's gonna start off by saying shout out to the Patriot, or to shout out to the Discord for calling us out on our crap. <laughs> 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 and you guys don't know what Discord is, but you will in the future. Don't worry. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, what the fuck uh-huh. is Discord? Yeah. Displacer Beast, you know what? They're not a big deal. Do you remember that one that we fought in season two? The one exploded? <laughs> yes, that I exploded? remember. Exploded? Oh, man. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick, real quick. That was his speech. Oh, that was that's speech. his speech. Get yeah. Damn, dude. You straight up interrupted wow. him. Wow. God. Yeah. That uh, shit's no, cut Did you hear it. that fly buzzing around? Get it out of here. Get it out of here. I'm in the middle of my speech over here. <laughs> Reginald walks away. <laughs> so you mean, you're talking about the one he exploded back in like... Like yeah. a year, so a year ago? We, yeah, remember that? That was great. I can't wait to do that to yeah, this Yeah, I have one. nightmares about it constantly. Yes. Oh, man, I think about that <laughs> to this day, especially now. And I'm just glaring over at him or trying to find him. I see his little tentacles popping up over the, the I remember crowd. his ear tasted pretty good. <laughs> We're all good? You guys are all prepped? You see Drell just jumping up and down like shadow boxing in his little mouse form. And then he actually sees his shadow and he gets scared and he falls over for a second. <laughs> and he stands right back up. Uh, he goes over to like Sid's and Sid's like have their hands up like they're like doing like punching like the little boxing yes. punching thing and I'm just like punching the hands. <laughs> Sparring with the Sid's. Me, 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 me. He does like le- left, right, left, right and then goes over your head as you duck underneath it. Exactly what I was picturing. So as you guys prepare for the upcoming matches as you panic because Drell is now a mouse, you hear the sounds of music being played as people are getting amped up. The smooth sounds of jazz. As in the back right corner by the front door, there's a lifted platform. There's a jazz band playing (laughs) as they are beginning to amp up and get everybody all jazzed up for the upcoming fights. And then you hear... Wolfgang from behind the bar be like, We have our first match of the night. We need Adrax and Dazanad. What are these names? To the ring. Come on <laughs> forward. And you see a werewolf and a were tiger go into the center of the ring. And they're like, they're cocking their arms. They're getting ready. They're, they're stretching, they're growling, and brandishing their claws. And they're trying to hype up the people behind them. Now they're about to fight, and you see people that are placing their bets. At a table to the side, you'd see a bunch of were rats and hoods like taking some money and like people giving them money to like disperse and they're taking bets. And you hear overhear one of the were rats going, It's one to one odds, everybody. It's one to one odds. Place your bets now. Place your bets. Even money. Even money. Armos, Armos, get over there. <laughs> what? I they're placing what? bets. I just hear squeaking. <laughs> I don't understand. Where? <laughs> so you can understand the were rats. There are there are a bunch of rats and hoods at a table and they're taking money from various patients who are just watching the fight and people are placing bets against the were-tiger or the werewolf as they're about to mm-hmm. So if you would like to place a bet, you can absolutely do it. Menace and Drell, you can do it as well. Yeah, I'm interested. So I just, I put, I put like 50 gold on the tiger. Yeah, there's a were-tiger and a werewolf and you place the 50 gold and the rat goes, oh, hold your horses there, bud. It's 200 gold, Brandry. 200 gold oh. minimum up to 500. Almost, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I'll, I'll try it once. <laughs> I, put, I put my money on the tiger. Okay, you're going to bet for the tiger. Uh, is anybody else placing a bet? No. Okay, so here's how it's going to work. Since it's one-to-one odds, it's a were-tiger and a werewolf fighting against each other. 
I'm gonna have me Armos and mm. Minus roll a d20, mm -hmm. and an Shit. odd is just one d20, and you're gonna do best of three. Okay. So you bet on the where tiger Minus. So you're gonna roll for the tiger. Armos is gonna roll for the wolf. You're gonna roll, and whoever gets the higher in the first round, second and third, best of three. Got it. Don't beat me. I need this. I need the money. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got a twelve. And I got a 13. Ah. <laughs> the werewolf, as the bell rings, the werewolf oh. and the tiger jump at each other uh. and they're trading blows and it looks really close. And as they're throwing punches, you see that they're getting some dirty claw shots in there as fur is getting shredded. And the um, and the werewolf just gets a really good punch and knocks the were-tiger uh, were back as he stumbles. We're going to roll again. But you weren't ready for this roll. All right, ready? Yes. Net 20. <gasps> Stop it! <laughs> no. no. Armos. No way. We both rolled net 20. <laughs> Motherfucker. What? <laughs> uh, rolling again. Oh, boom. They're going oh, back I'm and forth excited. and they both punch each other at the same time. <laughs> no, you're kidding me. <laughs> As they roll for the third no. round. I got an 11 and he got a 12. <laughs> I can't even The were tiger and the werewolf are going at it. Blood is spewing on the floor I'm as the tiger comes I'm in with, with, a, with a haymaker from behind. The, the were tiger does not see it coming as the werewolf brings the haymaker from behind, knocking out the were tiger as he twirls oh and tumbles onto the floor. You and he raises his hands. Right now, Jared. And everyone's just like, you see the wear at like paying out money, be like, come get your weddings, come get your weddings. Nobody saw that coming. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was the most infuriating thing that's ever happened to me. I've seen that coming. <laughs> um, so I kind of wanted to ask while it was going on, but it was a lot. Um, I wanted to see if I can look around the room while these guys were fighting, and I wanted to see if I can see. Um, because like the guy that Minus talked to mentioned how they have ways to tell if people are using magic. Okay. I want to see if I can like see like Ooh. are there certain people Ooh. in the room like only watching for that or something like that. Like how are they enforcing this rule? Go ahead and make me your perception check as you're rolling around as the were tiger and werewolf were trading blows. As Armos and I are shouting on the side, <laughs> I'm sad. Armos is like, yeah, <laughs> that is a twenty-three. Ooh, as you are looking around, you do notice the iron paws, the old wolf head that's mounted on the wall. And you know that while he's drooling and watching the match. Mm. So as you look around, you do see these elks, these elk heads mounted on the wall. And they are also alive. They just didn't make themselves known. And they are slowly looking around. You do see the movement of their eyes. Some of them turn their heads and they're very subtle about it. And the only giveaway that the only reason why you notice this is because of Iron Paws woke up to give his little speech before the iron scrap began. And you do see that these elk heads aren't making a ruckus. They just look like they're watching. Okay. Damn magic sentry heads. As the you see like some uh you see this like um female wear tiger come over and goes oh I, I knew you should have put all that money huh? what are we gonna do for, for you you're betting all life savings on these stupid fights and he pulls back um the knockout <laughs> wear tiger and the the werewolf is like yeah and he walks off and people are dabbing him up mm. and then Wolfgang comes out and goes all right we got our next fight I'm gonna need I'm gonna need McCrush 
And they died to come to the ring. And then you Nadar? see a, What was that name? Nadar. <laughs> Nadar. Okay. So, Remember in Arc 1 where we were fighting bad guys named Ross? And now yeah. we have like guys <laughs> with names that we can't even say. Those are the good old days. Those you are see, the good old days. You see a were-rat get up from the back of the room in a hood and he goes to the ring and he takes off his cloak and is a shredded rat and then you see this were lion pounce onto the onto the ring drill pulls out his notebook <laughs> and then the and then the were-rats that were taking the bets he goes all right place your bets from a crash or da da two to one odds two to one odds and um you see people so it's um who, who to who? Uh, it's two to one to the rat. So if you if the rat wins, you get double your money. So the rat is the underdog. Yes. Got you. Yeah, I got a I got a vendetta, and you can now you now see that Menace is sweating and has found a new form of an addiction. <laughs> He's like, just turned on Menace to gambling. <laughs> yeah, Ar- Armos, I'll win it this time. I promise. <laughs> I go over and bet. He's like, I just need a little to earn it back. Yeah, yeah, I just need to earn back the the, the stuff I lost, and I go bet. 250 on the rat <laughs> on the rat yeah, yeah. yo reginald nice. okay reginald's on your shoulder menace and he just goes you know statistically speaking gambling addicts quit right before they're about to win it big so keep at it <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> like i'm back sweating in my seat <laughs> so you're betting on who the rat you're betting on the vendetta rat? against jared that i need to <laughs> jared, are you betting money <laughs> no, no, no no i'm enjoying i'm having the greatest time ever yeah. by how much did you bet how much did you bet minutes 250 250 okay so yeah. uh we'll do again we'll just do armos and minutes again armos you're gonna roll 2d6 mm-hmm. minutes you're gonna roll 1d6 so he's basically rolling with advantage on a d6 i mean i'm sorry he's gonna roll 2d20 and you're gonna roll 1d20 uh, he's okay. rolling like a minus so he's, roll, but no no yeah, he's rolling okay. with advantage yeah oh that's Ooh. rougher than i thought it would be okay <sighs> you got this it's gonna be fine you know it's gonna be fine, it's fine. i don't love it again <laughs> God damn it. I got a three to one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You see this rare line let out a mighty roar. He goes, roar. People get amped up. And while he's uh, pre-roaring, the re- the jacked rat just jumps on him. It begins to well. Boom, boom, boom. As his fists echo across his face. I'm going to need the two of you to roll me again for round two. I'm going to win right here. Right here. Right, here four. we go. <laughs> oh, bro. 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 Not winning with that. Uh, I got a one in a ten. No. Uh, <laughs> that would have been dude. insane. You see, as good. the rat begins to pounce on the wear line, he goes, urgh, urgh, and he just rips him off his face and throws him down on the floor and gives him a wicked fist, a wicked punch right into the ground. And the rat goes, Bruh! and like some blood comes up. Go ahead and Ooh. roll for round three. Are you ready for another nat 20? Let me, let me roll one. <laughs> Oh, you did it already. Uh, already oh my went. god, you and rolled it's a bad. six, bro. What? I rolled a six. And almost rolls. 11 and a 13. Wait, but I have the luck feet. <laughs> this is just straight betting. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> I have the feet. <laughs> I don't think it's minute. I don't think Menace is the one addicted, Tony. Just give me a chance. <laughs> as you made us roll the six. Um, <laughs> as the where, as the where rat got a six and a were lion he begins to beat on him and as the rat is trying to get out you see that the lion gives a wicked right hook boom and a pause happens as the moment of impact hits the rat in the chest and then the rat goes flying into the fireplace it goes and you see the rat scurry out rolling onto the floor just adding more um 
flame burns to the rug. No! And I'm hold, I'm like shaking Armos. He and, almost had it! And the second round goes to Nadar! Come and pick up your winnings! Ooh. You see people getting more drinks. Man. The wear lion puts on a very elegant jacket as he begins to take, um, begins to drink from his tankard. As he begins to cheer to his pack. <sighs> you see like a were raven fly over from one balcony to another, like screaming out stuff like, Ooh! As it's a wall <laughs> falls down. Uh, people are absolutely drunk and obliterated at this point already. Love it. Is there anything the two of you would like to do at this moment? I... So you can't cast... You're telling you you can't do magic in the fight. Yes. I wanted to cast it outside just to see... I wanted to do... Like, oh, magic hand, for instance, right? Okay. I want to do it just to see... Just to pick drill up so you can see the fight. But the whole purpose is just to see what actually the response is. Does that make sense? Roll me a perception check as you pick up drill the jazz one with your little mage hand. Uh, 15. You do see that one of the elk heads on the wall look at the mage hand and then look at you, but nothing happens. Okay. And how many elk heads are there? You can notice three of them. And those are the only ones that like lit up all three or just one of the three? Only one looked at you, but there are okay. three elk mounted heads on the wall. I'm like, Drell, and as I'm doing that, I'm I'm like, Drell, do you see that fireplace? Don't Armos go there. said, Drell, do you see that fireplace? Even though I can probably still understand Armos. <laughs> I'm translating. <laughs> I'm just using verbals like, no, shut it down. It's not there. Don't go to the fire. <laughs> fire bad. Wolfgang comes back out and goes, oh, somebody was bound to get burned. Uh, it's always the rats that seem to get burned. Huh? We're going to need Roland and Perrin to come on to the ring. Come in, come all and place your bets. And then he walks back to the bar and you see a werecat and a werebear come into the ring. Should I do it almost? I feel like I should do one more bet. I don't know. I, what do you think? Well, I think maybe one I should to one, one more. odds. One to one odds, gentlemen. Place your bets. Oh, Even man. money. So I should really uh, stop, right? I, I lost twice. I should stop. Drell tells Minis to bet 250 on the cat for him. <laughs> all right. All right. I take Drell's gold and go hand it to the... So the, uh, you're betting on the cat, Drell. Uh, are you betting on anyone, Minis? Uh, while I'm over there, I try to sneakily bet 200 of my own <laughs> on, this, uh, on the cat as on well. On the cat as well. Okay. So we're going to have Drell roll the d20, and we're going to have Armos roll for <laughs> the werebear. So you're rolling for the were cat drill. Okay. So you're gonna roll one d20, best of three. It's a 12. <laughs> nice, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> ding, 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 as the match starts and the were cat instantly goes, slides underneath the werebear's legs as the werebear tries to bear hug the cat, but is way too slow compared to her speed and jumps on the werebear's back and begins to slash at the bear's neck from behind. We're gonna, as the werecat wins with a 12, we're gonna go ahead and roll for round two. Let's see it. What do I gotta beat? No. Oh it was, God. It was about to sit on 19. Oh, yes. oh nice. <laughs> Minus literally does that. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, good job, Drell. That, good job on your bet. <laughs> you see the werebear is like, I got you. I'm gonna get you now. And he like tumbles and twirls around and falls out of the ring as the werecat jumps and lands on her feet gracefully. And people cheer like, oh, it's Parrot Ollie. 
Ice takes the win. And then you see uh, people start collecting their money. Yeah, I go over and collect my money. <laughs> and Reginald's like, see what I tell you, Menace. What I tell you, people always square before they're about to win it big. Yeah, man, I should have bet on that one. <laughs> so I'm trying to hide my money. Hey, listen, if you ever need uh, a little luck when it comes to this thing, you, know, you, just, you, just, let, you just let your friend Reginald know. Right? Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. You got like four rabbit's feet. I must be uh, super lucky. Yeah, I'm, I could be your very lucky friend, Minus. No, why'd you say it like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no <laughs> reason. I'm just saying. I'm just like, I bring a lot of luck to those. I mean, just look at Armos. I bring a lot of luck to him. You know, all you need to do is uh, just sign this piece of paper, and he has Armos's tome, and he like opens <laughs> a page for you. Just <laughs> sign right here. I put down Drell and using my magic hand to just push him out of the frame, like down, down you the bench. As you slide Reginald, don't do that. As you slide Reginald away, you just see like you get a glimpse at the text. It says "best friend contract" and a ton of tiny text. Uh, <laughs> Wolfgang comes out again. Three more matches. Three more matches in the first round. We're going to need Theron and Minish to the match. All right. And I cast Bless on me and uh, Drell, and I guess Armos. I'm like, all right, let's do this. I take off my shirt, and you see my scar on the back in front of me. And Minish is like lean like a climber, so he just have a six pack. He's a little dude, but you know, he's he's pretty lean. <laughs> I just saunter into the ring. All right, this is going to be easy. Menace, when you walk into the ring and you take off your shirt, um, make me a charisma saving throw. Okay. <laughs> he's going to get shamed. I'm really bad at these. <laughs> Are you really? Oh, no. I'm going to use one of my luck points. <laughs> I'm going to use one of my luck points. You fives. Perfect. And my D4 is 21. Oh, no. You got one luck point left. As you step into the ring, you don't hear what is said as people are beginning to cheer and place bets. But Armos and Drell, you hear somebody from the third balcony. Hey, where'd you get that scar? Like pointing uh, it out. Gotcha. I shoot a look at where that came from and I try to... You take a picture, like mental picture of whoever just said that. <laughs> well, uh, take make me a perception check. Uh, nine. <laughs> you know that it came from the third floor, but you can. There's so many people I hanging got over the side. Oh, so you know that you see up on the third balcony that Adelram is like looking down, and it was one of his um, companions that said it. That transformed who are also aware of displacer beasts. Can I cast vicious mockery on him? <laughs> yeah, if you like. <laughs> yeah, um, as he says that, I'm gonna just um, squeak. I'm just gonna squeak vicious mockery uh, insults back at him. It's a 17 wisdom saving throw. You see that displacer beast go, ha ha ha, aww. <laughs> he instantly feels <laughs> bad for himself for a second. <laughs> it's nine damage. <laughs> <laughs> So when you say that, as you like curse at him, you see one of the elk heads look at you and their eyes glow blue. I just crawl underneath the table. <laughs> as you crawl underneath the table to try to get away from the elk head, you do see another black rat sitting there, but it looks like a normal rat, <laughs> right? And it is holding a blood shark. What? Wait, squeak, wait. Squeak, what the fuck would you get that? It's mine! And you see the rat's dolts, and he darts <laughs> off. 
can I look at my clothes to see if he's been biting holes in it? <laughs> <laughs> no, your clothes are definitely fine, but you do see this black rat dart away with a very deep red bloodshot. As it like goes to a hole in the wall. Um, is there? And I guess while we do that, I want to do another inspection of the room, and I want to see if is is there anywhere that I feel like there it might be a blind spot to cast magic and not be detected by the um elk, or am I getting a feeling that it's more of like a sense rather than like a line of sight thing? With your understanding of magic and just adventuring, you know that. Magic can be interpreted in many different ways, either visual or you're magically adept to sense these things. Give me an insight check. 17. So you know that it sensed it, but then it looked at its origin from where the spell was casted. So it's more like they they got notified that they got notified that it happened, but then they looked around to see where it came from. Not trying to be cheeky with a 17 if that's how you interpret it. Okay. That's how you can yeah. Okay. So, Menace, as you step into onto the mat, you take off your shirt, you see this wear boar come into the come into the ring as well. And he is slightly taller than you. He's very hunched over. So his head is lower than your head, but his hump is like the same height as you. Yeah, I'm He's holding like my very elbow, burly. stretching my arm behind my head. He's he, kind of like down doing lunges. All right, buddy, bring it on. He's like, and his um his upper torso is so wide and his legs are so tiny. It's comical like how he looks like a triangle with the two legs walking in. Now, how this is going to work, you get two actions that you can essentially do that are legal. You can shove or punch, okay? For every 5 HP that you lose is a minus 1 to your strength modifier on contested strength checks specifically. And your current armor class is going to be 11 plus your dexterity modifier. Yeah. So, you know, no shirts. So go ahead and roll initiative. I uh, got a nine. Almost laid on an 18, but then fell into a five. Uh, he also rolled a nine, so you both are going to go on the same turn. So we're going to go ahead, and we're going to go ahead and start the combat with round one. Minish, you have the first action here as you are squared off against this werebore, and he is just breathing, and you can see the steam coming out of his nose as he puts his hands up getting ready to box you. So we start engaged. Is that what I'm getting at? Yeah, you're face to face, cool. knuckle to knuckle, like you're ready to go. All right, so I just I just squint at him. I'm like, good luck. And I do a disengage action to like roll back 10 feet. <laughs> okay, so you're right at the edge of the, of the mat, sure. And yell at the crowd, I hope you're ready for this. Get the horns! And I run 10 feet and use my bonus action for my charger feet to try and shove him 10 feet away from uh, Wow. Amazing. Yeah, uh, go ahead and make me a strength check. You can test his strength check. Yeah, will do. I'm going to use my luck. <laughs> okay, roll that. I got a 21. Boom! You charge up as the steam comes out of yours, and he goes to meet you halfway, and you two bunt heads, and you swear that when you connect heads that you hear the crack in his skull as he gets sent <laughs> flying back. How many feet? 10. He gets sent straight out of the ring, go right into the table behind him. Boom, crashes into the table, and all the patients get up there were watching and drinking, like, oh! And then you see everyone go silent for a second and look at you, and they're like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> howls and animals go nuts and the were rats that were taking a bet's like oh come get your winnings that was three to one odds three to oh. one odds 
it's over <laughs> just like that <laughs> it was three to one odds ah screw Damn. those guys <laughs> should have placed a bet that's what i'm talking about <laughs> you see that drill and i'm like pointing at him and jumping up and down <laughs> squeak i can still understand you if you want to yell at me but <laughs> no yeah <laughs> Get my money. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. <laughs> and I yeah. saunter back to my seat. That's pretty good, huh, guys? Hell yeah. Uh, Drell, just do that, and then we're out oh. of here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> As you go back to your table, Menace, you see a feathered hand pat, uh, grab your shoulder. You look back, and it's a were raven, and he just like gives you a thumbs up as two succubus put their arms over him and try to like pull him back to what he was hey, doing. Hey, hey, but hey. it was totally giving you props. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. As he holds a bag of gold, <laughs> and he, he goes back to his um, <clears throat> friends. How much do you win for winning the fight? Um, You don't win anything right now. It's rounds. Oh, so we are doing out. rounds, so it yeah. is like... Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah. All right, Drell. Well, that went pretty quick, so you still got my bless. At least you got that, and I pat him with two fingers on his back. Wolfgang comes comes out. He goes, ho, ho, newcomer with beginner's luck or untapped potential. And Wolfgang like, looks at you and like, gives you props. All right, we're going to need Silveranth and Drell to the ring. I guess minute, uh, Drell kind of just walks out like menace but he already doesn't have any clothes on and he like walks up with like gladiator with his hands up like are you not impressed <laughs> uh, Drell, as you come out you see that the jazz begins to like stop for a second and people are just looking at an actual mouse walking into the ring and people are like they're all the beasts are looking at each other and then you, it's quiet for a second and then the rare the rare rat goes Three to one odds, everybody. Three to one odds. Three to one odds to Silverhand. Three to one odds. And you see people like making a mad dash to get all their money in. Um, yeah, Drell past the Raven. You see me uh, betting on you like 500 gold and just, I just give you a thumbs oh, up. <laughs> Drell's sweating bullets now. Like, fuck. You see everyone's betting against you, so you'll get triple money if Drell wins. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine Armos going to like pat Menace on the back and all of a sudden being like, wait, where'd he go? And I see him like, more money. <laughs> yes. You got this, Drell. <laughs> his shirt's still off. He hasn't even put his shirt on because he's too busy trying to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my um, shirt's as still off. Drell goes into the ring. Armos, is there anything you would like to do? What, what I'd like to do? Uh, yeah. Burn the place down? Yes. Uh... Wait, Drell. Can you see in the dark? <laughs> Drell shakes his head furiously, no. Drell, as you step into the ring, you do not see your opponent. You're looking around, and when people hear the name Silverant, they're like, you see some people wince in the background, like, ugh, ugh, and people like betting for her. And then you turn around, and down from the ceiling is this were spider. She comes onto the mat with her eight disgusting legs. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> it's this furry tarantula lichen through. And she, oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. And you see that she puts four of her legs up getting ready to fight ew. you. Is she like the same size as me or No, smaller? she's massive. <laughs> she's like the size of like how you would be. She's like a eight foot tall spider. Tarantula, like hairy tarantula. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? And then you hear the bell ring. Ding, ding, ding. Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was going to be good, but now it's not. It's a 15. Wow. I also rolled a 15. 
That is crazy. Yeah. So you're going to go first because players always go first. So uh, just to recap, every five HP you lose gives you negative one strength modifier to your contested strength checks. So, okay. so Drell, you are face to face with this were tarantula as she has four legs up ready to go as she's swinging at you, launching these disgusting spider punches at you. What are you doing? Um, I am gonna also do a backflip to the edge of the ring, like Minus did. <laughs> and then I'm going to... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just gonna run up and I'm gonna try to bite its fucking legs. <laughs> Gross. So I guess that's technically punch, right? If you would like to bite, you can bite. Uh, that is a 15. And you have a d4. Okay. Uh, I, that's automatic, right? Like, I don't have to... Yeah, you can use it on any time you do an attack roll or saving okay. throw. So. Uh, that's a 16. <laughs> a 16 will hit as you grab oh. its furry tarantula leg and you bite into it. And it's like, yeah! Oh, fighting dirty. And then I want to hide. <laughs> can I, am I allowed to hide or no? Like, I want to try to position myself underneath her since she's huge and I'm a mouse. So, like, she can't see me. So you want to go underneath it? Oh, that's amazing. I love that's it. I hate it. This ain't funny. it. Um, yeah, go ahead and make a high a Am stealth I rolling action. damage or are they all flat like five damage? You have minus one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't do anything, but I'm sorry. As you bite and she's just like annoyed at the fact that you bit her, but you are not going to do any damage to her. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay, then I'm just going to hide underneath. Go ahead and make me a stealth roll as you try to hide underneath her massive spider body 29 what <laughs> what the fuck a 29 to hide with a crit fail she you see that you run under her she's on all eights and she like turns around in place and doesn't find you and you're just like underneath her you're like turning with her but like following her so she can't like look around so the spider's just turning in place like in a circle and you're just on your hind legs turning with her to stay in her blind spot <laughs> She's gonna go ahead and take look for you as her action uh, for her turn. Make me a stealth check, a contested stealth check. Twenty-four. She cannot find you. She's gonna, oh my god! Where are you, this little rat? It's always the little rat. Oh, where are you? Where are you? And she makes a movement after she looks around and tries to look behind the fireplace. We're gonna go back to your initiative, Drell. What are you doing? Uh, I want to try to run up to her and I'm going to fucking hit her and I'm going to try to shove her outside the ring. <laughs> is that oh my God. or else I can't do anything? So those are my options. You see as she like is scurrying towards the edge of the mat to look around the fireplace. It's like in the ring. You see that the people around the ring are like backing up a little bit. They're like, Ugh. like they don't want to get close. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead and make me a contested uh Sh uh, contested strength check as you try to shove the giant spider. That 20 would be nice here. <laughs> uh, 11. As she looks around, you see that her lower half of her body begins to tingle. And she's and you see some of the people go, <gasps> she begins to intimidate the people around, be like, do you see him? Do you see it? Do you see it? And like one of the one of the werewolves, are like she gets really close to the wolf and she gets intimidated and he points. And as she as he points behind her, she turns around, and there comes Drell flying through the air. Boom! Hits her right in her big body and pushes her just enough out of the ring on top of somebody else as she rolled a six. 
Um, That's wild. As she falls onto um, onto a wereboard, the wereboard's like, get her off me, get her off me, get her off me, get her off me. Uh, this is gross. <laughs> and then you hear Tumbly from the back, but he goes, That's a lucky fella. He's coming in like Master Splinter. <laughs> as you knock Silveranth out of the ring, and the crowd goes completely nuts, and they're like, Oh, and everyone just like lost their money, except for Menace, who just made. <gasps> Triple bag. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what about the guy in the corner? Did, what did he bet on? Uh, Tum- Tumley? Oh, yes. He also gets more money, too, because he bet on you as well. Wow. Yeah. You see that he winks at you. Shit. And people yeah. look pissed. Yeah. yeah. I, I strut up and down. <laughs> I, I strut up and down the, the, the uh, carpet. A magic him to put him like in the center of the, the carpet so that he's just... Fucking flexing on everyone. Yeah, I pull out my saxophone and I let out this sweetest rendition of uh, We Are the Champions. You uh, see the jazz know. band instantly picks up on your cue and begins to play with you as you step out Absolutely of the ring. Absolutely incredible. You see, as you step out of the ring, Wolfgang goes, We have had quite a few surprises tonight. Now for a last match of round one, we're going to need Duvamil and Adoram, and then people go fucking nuts when they hear Adoram's name as you see a werebat and a were uh, displacer beast enter the ring and the werebat looks very intimidated. Drell goes over and he tells Minus to put all 3,000 of his gold on Adoram. <laughs> so the max bet is 500, but you can absolutely do that. Okay, fuck. Uh, okay. So, so I put mine on Adoram, you put yours on Adoram. Armos, you put 500? No. <laughs> I won't. Wow, how right. meta gamey, fellas. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put Drell and my money on Adel Ram. <laughs> It'd be a real shame if he didn't make it to the next round. <laughs> it would be worth a thousand gold. <laughs> you see people make a mad dash to place bets as they begin to cap off the bets as too many people are betting on Adel Ram. And as Adel Ram enters the ring, this werebat looks very nervous and the bell rings and then you see you see that his tendrils begin to glow a little bit blue. The werebat holds his ears and its eyes uh, begins to rub his eyes as he can't seem to focus on where Adelram is. And then as the werebat begins to throw punches, boom! Adelram just decks him, goes flying to the barricaded front door. Psh, knocked out. And the crowd goes quiet. Adelram walks off and Wolfgang comes back and be like, well... I mean, who didn't see that one coming? Am I right? Come on, let's get ready for round two. And then the giant mounted wolf head like goes, round two. Right, people begin to cheer again. All right. I tell Menace to tell Drell, uh, you know, if you, those punches you were throwing were pretty bad, but don't forget about utilizing that fireplace in the middle. You could take the fire, maybe throw it at him, do a little something. Is there anything you guys would like to do around the tavern? Uh... I want to start just seeing how things are going, seeing that uh, things are going to start maybe uh, turning turning south more than they already have. Seeing that Drell's also uh, not much of a, a fighter after that glorious <laughs> win against the spider, but also feels it was a lot of luck there. Um, starts trying to look around and see if 
he could maybe figure out if that bell had something to do with everything. Make me an arcana check as you looking at the bell that was wrong at the beginning. A 22. There is a silver bell behind the bar that Wolfgang rang before everybody transformed. And that bell is magical. It also is the root cause of why everybody was forced to transform. Yeah. As you are getting your arcana, like as you're trying to focus on everything around you, you're starting to get hints of other magical things around the tavern. You notice that as you're focusing, you are getting these random uh, familiar pings in your mind. And then you feel a sense from the tone. <laughs> Uh, as you look at your tome, you do see that like it glints a little bit. You know for a fact that there are blood shards in this building, and you're getting it, from and you're getting these sensations. You you can't describe what it is that's like alerting you. It's not like a specific ability. It's like an innate feeling that's just going off, and you're getting a sense like it's all around you, and it's starting to pinpoint. You got like these moving sensations um in your mind that's like there's like a shard in the corner that's just like fading from view you know that there are blood shards in this tavern and when you collect your thoughts you realize that there are probably blood shards in like almost everybody's pockets here Ooh. whether they're strong or weak you're not certain but you do know that there are blood shards in this location i'm starting to itch all of a sudden uh menace I think there's, huh. I think there's some blood shards around here. I, I, I could, I could feel them. Blood shards in here? Yeah, uh, that's, that's. Can't say everywhere. that's very surprising, but everywhere. everywhere. My goodness! I look under my chair. <laughs> <laughs> you see the black rat. You see the black oh, rat holding the blood shard. <laughs> Boy, and then he runs away. <laughs> oh, um, you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna position myself closer towards the bar area while waiting while watching this next fight make me a perception check as you try to position yourself um, close to the bar and you're shifting between the crowds so that's a 16 that will get you something as you position Ooh. yourself towards between the staircase and the bar you hear some discussion above you on the second floor from <laughs> an overlooking table can't quite see who is talking but you hear these deep voices one of them sounds like it has a purr to it and the other one sounds very well spoken but frightened and the frightened voice sounds like it's apologizing to the deep purring voice the well-spoken voice goes look you have to understand we didn't have eyes on the shipment our men were in place they were ready to receive the package never arrived at the ports in kabuki and then the purred voice goes Oh no, you know the boss isn't gonna like this. We're supposed to arrive at the Kambuki ports. These shards aren't aren't cheap to come by. <laughs> well, listen, listen, it is not our fault. We are looking, we are making sure there aren't any pirates or scavengers around, but I assure you that it was not, if the ship was infiltrated or intercepted, it was not on our borders. And then you, the purred voice goes, mm, and it just, Let's out a deep sigh, and you hear a slide of a chair, and then the crowd noises begin to overlap that conversation as Wolfgang steps out and begins to announce the next round. We have our next match, and it looks like we're gonna have a returning champion. We're gonna need Drell of the Ashborn 
and ate Oram to the ring. <gasps> Already? No! <laughs> Bless, 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 bless. I cast bless before he goes out uh, on him and me. I, I look at Minus and I uh, I say, tell Armos, I said, good luck. And I give Armos another bardic before I step into the ring. So then they, <laughs> you didn't use yours, right, Minus? I did not, no. Okay. Um, and then Drell moonwalks into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> give me a performance check. Uh, oh, my God. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that's a thing. 19. <laughs> the crowd goes crazy. We're like, drill, 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 drill. And then uh, you see that when you played your victory song from the last round, you see that the band like plays you in as they seem pretty amped up that you're uh, about to fight Adoram. And then you see people going to bet, and it looks like people are betting like 50 50. Mm. Some respect now. Three to one odds. Ada Ram versus the former champ of round one. The jazziest jazz rat of them all. And you see me do the exact same thing, Drell, where I'm just like handing over gold and giving you a big smile and a thumbs up. <laughs> As I bet 500 on Drell. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Drell internally starts to panic. Oh, fuck. <laughs> How are we going to eat? <laughs> Good thing we have Armos. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> As Adoram walks down from the stairs right past you, Armos, without even so much as a glance, his huge build just opens up from the staircase. People open up a pathway for him to walk through and enters the ring right in front of Drell. And Drell, you are looking up at this nine foot tall hulking where displacer beast as his tendrils begin to float ominously around him as they begin to glow blue. Mm -hmm. I want to need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Wow. Uh, let me add my D4. That's a 23. <laughs> you see him clear as day as he smirks at you and gives you this toothy evil grin. Well, looks like we get to settle it in front of all your friends and nobody can jump in to help. Who says I need any help? And Drell takes a little piece of uh, cloth and ties it behind his eyes and completely blindfolds himself. <laughs> like dodgeball. <laughs> oh my god. He's, he's just squeaking. I can't understand him. He's just, and now he's blind. <laughs> Well then, and now we're going to go ahead and roll initiative. You do hear me go, you tell him, Drell, because I can still understand him. Uh, that's 22. Wow. Ooh. And he has an 11. We're going to start this match at initiative 22. Drell, the jazz board, blindfolded in front of a hulking wear displaced beast, a.k.a. Adoram Beckford. What are you doing? I am hiding. <laughs> I'm gonna use my action to hide. I'm gonna try to use like I'm just gonna try to find somewhere on the fireplace uh, in the middle of the ring that he can't he can't find me. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check. That is a thirty-one. <laughs> what, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> Dude, it's like watching me roll. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he has, you know what? He rolled pretty well with a 22 as you scurry behind the fireplace. And he doesn't see you, but he doesn't move just yet. And he goes, <laughs> running away, I see. But you wish you could run away in the shadow fell. And he laughs at you as you scurry behind the fireplace. What else are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm just hiding. 
He's gonna hide. Okay, we're gonna go to initiative 11 as Adoram looks around, his arms across as he just watched you run away um, behind the fireplace, and then you are hidden from him. And then he's going to make a move. I'm gonna need you to make me another wisdom saving throw. Um, nine. Okay, and make me a contested stealth check. Uh, 25. Well, the stealth was good. <laughs> you remain hidden as Adoram walks behind the fireplace from both sides. And you see that there are two Adorams as you like are hiding almost in between the rug and the fireplace, hiding behind like a cracked pebble. And you see like some of the people on the second balcony can see you, but you, and for some reason, um, and you can see two Adoram Beckfords come from behind both sides of the fireplace. So I guess the okay. So the reason I blindfolded myself is so I wouldn't I wouldn't let my sight confuse me because I want to use my keen smell here to detect which one is the true Adoram. Oh, so like, oh shit, that's so you, that's where I was going with so that. So using your sm sense of smell, okay, yeah. I love that. I love that. So yeah, you're still hiding and you hear Adoram walk around. Go ahead and make me a perception check. That is a seventeen. As you are listening and wait for him and you try to discern where he's coming from and trying to get his footsteps separated from all the noise around you, he comes around your left side. Okay. Oh, that's he is amazing. looking for you. Goes, oh, little mouse, little mouse, where are you inside my house? Mouse, little mouse, where are you inside my house? And he begins to stomp as he's trying to like flatten out all the bumps in the rug, trying to step on you. We're gonna go back to initiative 22. Okay, I'm going to then jump off the, from where I'm hidden. Cause I, I like to imagine I scurried up to like towards the top of the fireplace and <laughs> I'm gonna jump off and try to push him out of the, the ring. So I'm gonna jump off to the left and and try to hit the real Adol around. Go ahead and give me a contested strength check as you were trying to jump and shove. With advantage as he's not looking. While this is happening, Minus is shoving through people to try and see what's happening on the other side. He's like, move, move, wait, where is he? Don't forget, he is also cursed by me. Straight, yes. Oh my god, I rolled two nat ones with a minus one. I rolled two fucking zeros. Oh, that wow. is the worst. <laughs> you should play uh, the lottery. <laughs> two nat zeros. <laughs> Literally not even a nat one. I got two zeros back to back. That is insane. You go to jump from the rafter with full confidence as you go to push, and he turns around and moves his head out of the way as you get sent flying past him and it looks like you're about to just knock yourself out of the ring and he grabs your tail and throws you back into the wall as he keeps you in the ring you are going to take 15 points of bludgeoning damage as he grabs you and throws you up against the wall and you fall to the floor uh knocked prone is that half to eight? It is, yes, because it's bludgeoning damage. So he grabbed you at a mid-air. No, 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 not that easy. And he uh, just slams you up against the back of the fireplace, and you fall back onto the floor. Okay. Um, I, can I use the rest of my turn in movement to try to hide again? <laughs> or no? No, you're not, you're not prone. Oh, fuck. Okay. So your action was to jump and shove. You wouldn't be able to. 
Okay. So um, we're going to go ahead and go to Adelram's turn. And he looks at you while you're on the floor. And he puts his boot right above you. And he begins to press down slowly uh. as he, like, tries to get as close as possible to you. And he goes... <laughs> Oh, oh, is this a knockout I see? And he gets really close. He begins to whisper as he's pressing his boot down onto you. And he goes, just like in the jail cell, Drill. And he begins to push down more. Give me a uh, contestant strength check as he's pushing, uh, pushing, pushing his hard foot onto your body, trying to crush it. Oh, my God. That's bad. That's a five. Oh, my goodness. He okay. got a nat 20. I want a silvery barbs, his nat 20. What does silvery barbs do? Makes you pretty much roll with disadvantage, so you have to roll again. But what, what do you have to do to cast the silvery barbs? It's just a reaction. It says uh, one reaction which you take when a creature you can see within 60 feet of you succeeds on an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. I think it's a spell though what's the the cast time says reaction no if it's a reaction, yeah it's a reaction then no but a reaction spell yeah but all i have to do is see him and if his foot is right in my face and he's pushing and talking to me i feel like i can see him yeah it's just that it's a spell is what i'm getting at <laughs> in your is that what you is that what you okay, want to do all right yeah <laughs> i trust you man you do what you want to do <laughs> bro he rolled a nat 20 dog i, I don't got that much i gotta do something <laughs> He presses his furry paw down as you begin to squeak and go in panic. His boot begins to glow blue for but a moment. And then one of the mounted elks on the wall, Menace, you notice, looks straight at Drell and his eyes glow blue. And then a little pushback comes between Drell and Adelram like a force field, like two polarizing um, magnetic forces pushes Adelram off. And Adelram begins to laugh. He goes, oh, dishonor in a friendly wanted one competition. And everyone gasps like, oh, cheater. And then you see Wolfgang come out <laughs> from behind the bar. He goes, oh, whoa, whoa. What's rule number three? Wait, no I don't even get the magic in the ring. And he Wait, pulls out a tiny jar and he points it at you and he speaks a word. He speaks a command word in Elvish. And then whoop, you see Drell stretches out like you're going into like a black hole or into like a cartoony portal. You go into this tiny jar. Drell, you are now inside of this magical tiny jar. Oh, no. You cannot no. hear anybody. Everything sounds muffled beyond your jar. You can breathe just fine, but you can't move within the jar, like outside of the jar. It's a very tiny jar, maybe the size of a mason jar. But don't you get to roll a stealth check on this magic? And people <laughs> go, oh, no cheaters in the ring. No magic in the ring. And Adelram is cracking up. And then you see Wolfgang, he takes the jar, he puts it right next to the bell. And then Wolfgang looks at you and then shakes his head and goes back to the bar. You see the beasts go to get their money and Adelram got all their money back. If you bet on Drell, you did lose it. And people are chanting, cheater, cheater. And then you see like beer bottles and tankers being thrown at Drell from behind the bar. They're trying to hit the tiny jar to shame him. How dare they? I shake my ass in the jar. <laughs> can he see out or is it a black void? He can see out. He can see everything. It's just he just he can't hear anything. It's all muffled. Uh, it's like silent oh, inside of him. I yeah. don't have to hear any of them. So Drell just sits back and relaxes and he uh, 
kicks up his feet. You hear the muffled sounds of tankards being thrown at you. And like you see people from behind the bar like, get him back in the room, get him back in the room, get him back in the room. You see people chanting and they want to throw him back in. And then you see Wolfgang and he looks over to you and he menaces and almost and he goes and he waves you over. Waves me over? He waves both of you over, yeah. Yeah, I had Ooh. I I scampered over to that side to see all that go down. I'm like, oh no! And I squeeze back through to the other side. Excuse me, sorry. Excuse me, sorry. Up to Armos. Armos, did you see that? They got Drell. They got Drell. <laughs> Wait, shit! I have to go. Uh, uh, do something, Armos. And I go over to Wolfgang. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Where is Wolfgang? Wolfgang is behind the bar. The bar. Oh, right, he's yeah, the okay. one that put Drell in a tiny jar. Hey. What's, what's going on? Listen here, bud. What's rule uh -huh. number three? N no magic. No, right. Where, yeah, where I, is there no magic? In, in the ring. Right, in, in the ring. And where did your friend cast magic? Uh, uh, on the other side of the fireplace. Mm-hmm, and in the what? The carpet area. Which is? In this tavern. Which is also playing field four. In the four. ring, I know. It's yeah, in the it's ring. Okay. Listen, listen, you first timer here. No magic in the ring. And then you hear some other people in the back. No magic in the ring. Yep, yep, okay. Armos <laughs> is pissed at this point, slams on the table. And I said, well, there's magic out here, so you better give me our friend back real quick. Oh, so we don't keep anybody hostage here. Past the oh, night. Okay, okay. Here's the thing though. This is the penalty that happens. Once the iron scrap is over, everyone gets a free pass on beating on the guy who cheated. Damn the rules. Oh. I look over at Drell, like trying to perceive if he heard that through the muffled glass. Wait, what I don't get what you're saying, what? They get the jump on the guy who cheated. So everybody in the tavern beats the shit out of the cheater. <laughs> after the after the tour after the yeah. Match is over. As long as I'm not a mouse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look Abs at Drell and just give him a thumbs up with a really shaky smile. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> we'll figure it out later, Armos. Let's just get through this. <laughs> and he goes, Wolfgang leans over to you and goes, Look, the rules here, when you break the rules, you get a beaten by everybody in the tavern. This is why nobody breaks the rules. Yep. All right. Noted. It's Look funny me that the rules I... changed. The mummy rang that bell and turned into a <laughs> werewolf. <laughs> Excuse me for for you coming into a werewolf bar. <laughs> oh, and we were supposed to know that? Where's the sign? The giant werewolf on the cover of the bar. It's in the sign. He has boxing gloves. <laughs> I like to think you cut to a sign outside the tavern that clearly <laughs> <It's> states like, <laughs> werewolf bar. <laughs> you see the werewolf um, sign outside. It's just like slowly hanging and like one side of the chain breaks. <laughs> yeah, you, you see Drell up on the shelf like squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> like, yeah, where the fuck was the sign? <laughs> <laughs> so you're just trying to make out what they're trying to say through the muffled glass drop, but you know they're talking about you. And he goes, here's, here's the thing. Something tells me your little friend is not going to survive the beating. And he looks back at the tiny mouse what? and looks at you. Some people get to take this. They really believe in this event and they really need it. And then when you, you know, cheat, they take it personally. Um, um, I'm not going to say we had anybody killed. However, the people who usually cheat are a lot bigger than the size of a normal rat. Well, when the bell rings, everybody goes back to normal, right? Right. 
So they'll beat on him after that? No, they're gonna beat on him as a mouse. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Maze uh, is just sweating. <laughs> can I persuade him to give us the the thing? Like, what? Like, I have really good persuasion. What do I need to do in order to, to use that in this situation? Uh, go ahead and roll me a persuasion check as you're trying to convince him to, like, not beat Andrell. <laughs> Wait, I get a, I get a, a D10. I get a D10. You have, a, you have you one do. D10 left. Got D10 last time. Maybe we'll get another... 17. <laughs> he strokes his silver tuft as he's, as he's hulking over you, cleaning a really large tankard and strokes his tuft with his free paw. And he looks at you, looks down, breathes. Tell you what... I'll cut you a deal. Oh, oh, I love deals. I found out tonight I love deals. Okay. I have somebody that owes me um, an item. I let, uh, I let I loaned one of my trinkets out, but this particular person has not returned it in some time or hasn't paid its <coughs> late fees on it. Nothing too spectacular, but if you retrieve this item for me, I'll give you a friend back. You have about... He looks out. He looks outside to see this. Uh, see how the night's going. He looks at the ring. He goes, "You have about, about five hours before the people in here beat on your friend." This building is going down as soon as I come back here. <laughs> uh. Here's the deal: somebody took one of my trinkets on loan, and they haven't returned it at some time. And I really want it back. I just know he's still in this city. Where? Well, that's for you to find out. I give you a name, and you find yes. that person. Name. Name. Now. Napoles Patterson Charles Rennes. And where? He's most, he most frequents the Sorcerer's Guild, but he works as the, uh, one of the uh, overseers of weather there. He, you know, he helps the city of Aramore, you know, government type. And he, um, he aids the city when it comes to, you know, the water supply and, uh, you know, he makes sure everything is all smooth and everything's good and can kind of foresee and protect against natural disasters. You know, he does a lot of things, but he works for the city of Aramore. And he recently uh, took a glacial shard from my inventory and out on loan and he has not returned it. And I like my, I like my stuff and he has my stuff. And he's not paying me for my stuff. So you go to him, rough him up a little bit, get my stuff back, get your friend. And collateral. How do we know he ain't gonna be hurt? Here's your collateral. If you are not back by the sun is up, I will give you back a dead rat. Uh-huh. So you think we're gonna go and do this? Bring your item back here with hopes that everyone in here is just gonna allow that to happen? when we give you a glacial shard and just by your good word you think that that's just gonna magically be okay because it seems like you're gonna get both of those things and let me tell you you don't want to mess with me when i'm angry and you're getting me there he gets real close to you and his wolf snout oh, i'm not backing down from this guy <laughs> almost touches your nose and he goes i am many things i am a wolf i am a business owner leader of a pack and a beast of my word. Oh man, I could really ruin this guy's day. <laughs> As the uh, two of you are talking to Wolfgang and you are just now staring at each other, you feel a tap on your shoulder, Menace. Huh, what's up? I turn around. And you turn around and you see a werebat. And she looks down at you and she says, I may be able to help you. 
And that is where we're going to end this week's session. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. See? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I was hoping I was at least going to be able to roll like a stealth roll on my spells. So I could kind of, you <laughs> so know. So I wanted to bring that up. I just didn't want to like ruin the turn of the moment because I did not want to ruin the heat of the moment, but I wanted to expand on that. It Silvery Barbs is an enchantment spell and is a verbal enchantment spell. Mm. So one, once it goes off, it like you like uh, a school like enchantment, like it's very noticeable um, when you casted it. And I would also say that you casted it in like in a moment of panic because you were about to be crushed by Adel Rams. Oh yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I like I didn't know what silvery I you know, silvery bobs is actually one of the new spells that like Wizards yeah. of the Coast came out with. So. I like, oh, shit, I actually don't know how this spell works. I read on it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's an enchantment spell. And well, from you- what I was reading, see, that's the thing. I guess it confused me because what I was reading, it didn't say I had to. The wording on the spell is you magically distract the triggering creature and turn its momentary uncertainty into encouragement for another creature. The, tr- the triggering creature must reroll a d20 and use the lower yeah. roll. Yeah. Yeah, it it's says a, you magically distract, not but it's, say but it's something. A spell for but it's bard, still a sorcerers, spell. and wizards. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So it's a I, magic spell, and there are these centuries I'm that you die on before. this hill. I should have been able to go to stealth check. There should be some arson going on in this house. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, I think you're severely underestimating the amount of lycanthropes inside. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Hey. Look, if I kill one, I get temporary hit points, and then it's just bam, bam, hey, bam. A uh, hundred kobolds could take out a I level will, twenty on paper, so I'm just take I'm that just knowledge saying, as you will. All I gotta do is get that one sucker, and then that's gonna propel me to victory. <laughs> so we got a heavy situation, and an unknown person tapped on Minus's shoulder. Who could it be? We'll find out next session. We do know that they are aware about though, which just sounds pretty cool to me. What what is his name? Charles Patterson Vinesse? Ren- Reness. Don't read it if too, gonna, too much. If you're gonna read come up with these ridiculous names, you, this you is a name I premeditated, Dan. This is a name I premeditated. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what? It's kinda hard for the notes. It's like who what <laughs> I know if you're gonna come up with a crazy <laughs> name, you gotta like pronounce it for me. <laughs> uh, oh, a little insider scoop before we talk go into the after show. Um most of the names of the fighters are from Xanther's guide to everything. So you can thank Xanther for those wonderful names. Um mm. but you know, characters like this, I come up and I put a lot of thought into them. Like Fogdardas. I love I love that name. Such a great name. That's getting abbreviated real quick when we meet him. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Jarrell's going to meet him, though. He's inside Jarell. a tiny jar, which also for free, um, that trap was actually voted by the Patreon. It was a free vote that I did on our Friday polls Saw that we do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and people voted yeah. a tiny jar. Yeah. The second you said tiny jar, I was like, wait, what, oh. were the other, what were the other options? The other options? Uh, I'll tell you. It was a 12-hour poll that we did, and the people voted on Patreon, and they voted Tiny Jar. The other options were Petrification, Turned to Stone, Trapped, or Imprisoned. I voted Petrification is what I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was man, too, stung, too stunned to speak. <laughs> oh, I'd hate that. I would want the stoned one. Really? Oh, man. I was thinking if, if that got voted, I was going to like maybe put in a... Um, a wear cockatrice to come in and like turn you to stone, like peck at you. 
<laughs> if somebody did magic. I thought, I thought it was so <laughs> funny that you put petrification and turn to stone in the same poem. Well, petrification is it doesn't necessarily mean turn to stone. Not necessarily, it means but it you're usually frozen is. in place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why it's funny. It depends on the source of media. <laughs> you would have been playing a freeze tag, and you would have been frozen for yeah. Now it's time for the Patreon shoutout, starting with the Blood Shard Bandits. First up is Benjamin Hayes, as the echoes of metal and the infinite void, sprinkled with mechanized madness, has this warforge contemplating the meaning of life. As he regains his health, his mind wanders, but he is finally able to move. But at what cost? Next up, we have Dylan Snyder, aka Reese, an Aladrim bard who has recently come out with a beautiful 10 record long love ballad symphony. This song is sure to bring a tear to anyone's eye as he sings about trees leafing him. Next up is Julius Kendrick, who has been toiling in the lab, mixing black rock with spoiled pig blood with a dash of goblin snot, concocting something foul to spoil our hero's plans. But to what end? The land of shadows is not enough? And will he stop at nothing to see the hero's inevitable demise? Truly unsettling. Next up is Reigns, who has been reported missing by the city of Aramore. Last seen, he was working on helping the city become a better place. Something about a water purification project. Any news or leads leading to Reigns' rescue shall be rewarded handsomely. Last up is Troy Scarrow, and Captain Scarrow has been tormenting the Everlong Sea for some time. Transporting prisoners and ungodly beasts alike, a true threat to the sea. Some say the Kraken itself avoids Captain Scarrow's ship, lest it face the wrath of Captain Scarrow. Next up is the Sigi College alumni. First up, we have Andrew Hall, and Andrew has been facing some trouble in paradise as he is no longer the top of his class. An underdog has seemed to have stolen the spotlight, but who could be talented enough to take the number one spot? Artemis hasn't been seen around the Sigic College campus in some time. Kemi Joe said he's taking a well-deserved vacation in the Kambuki Isles. He is sure to be sipping on some fruit punch and knuckle sandwiches in the fighting pits. Patrick Wennerstrom is next, and like a silhouette in a dark alley, Patrick is elusive as he is mysterious. A ghost in an empty jacket. Robert Crisp has his hands full with his tiny bread civilization. It is up to him to make sure their world doesn't crumble away. With enough help, they may thrive. Let us rejoice. Next up, we have Saint Chaos, and he has been expelled! <gasps> An appeal is set to be held next month to determine if Saint Chaos should be given a 367th chance to perform better at the school. Some say Saint Chaos will never change, but maybe a heartfelt speech could sway the board. Lastly, we have Warden. Renowned food critic has just visited one of the finest eateries in Aramore City. With a delightful brunch and clean atmosphere, he shares that the Wildside Tavern is a delight to visit. He also hears a real hoot at night. Now we're going to move on to Humbreya's heroes. And first up, we have Abdul Rahman, and he is doing well as Dilmore's new local alchemist, with raving reviews saying he's not a jerk like the last guy. Alex Dredd is next, and he has recently taken down a roadside bandit. It seemed that they tried to take the wheel off his wagon while playing some jazz. 
Next up is Anthony Pizza, aka Sly, and he's been making a killing selling secrets in the streets. It should also be said that his secrets may lead to killings in the streets, but that's neither here nor there. Alara Dawnstar is on the search for a new waterfall, as the last one she trained under uh, broke. The water just stopped flowing. Weird. Man with glass has been found deep within the bowels of a volcano in North Trillis. What tempered glass could he possibly be making in such extreme heat? Next up is Michael Sekarak, an unknown visitor of Humbrea. Who are you, kind traveler? Next we have Nufarius Ducarius, and he was last seen streaking through the streets of Aramore City, waving around a basilisk head, yelling, it's almost like a dragon. Sergio Rodriguez is next up, and ever since his mysterious appearance, the shrouded mystery of unknown vagabonds has also been increasing in presence. Truly alarming. And last up, we have Terminal No Name, who has just reached platinum status in his Rocket Boot League. I hear that's very good. And that's all for this week's Patreon shoutouts. If you would like to hear your name added to this very amazing list of people, go ahead and check out our Patreon link down below to find out more. Until next time, have a great one.